When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the fourth Wisden Ashes Daily Podcast from a really quite damp Emirates Old Trafford. We only got 30 days in today, but that's more than we were expecting, to be honest. It was a frustrating day for England, just a one wicket, forced to bowl their spinners for much of it, while Marnus Labuschagne scored his first 100 of the series as Australia ended the day, just 61 runs behind England with five wickets in hand. And the forecast, unfortunately, is looking pretty bleak for tomorrow as well. I'm Yaz Rana, and with me today is Katia Whitney. Katia, a really frustrating day for England. We thought conditions would suit the seamers when they would eventually get on, but they barely created a chance between them. Yeah, really frustrating. I think I've reached levels of grumpiness today, not seen since the the light delay in 2013 at the Oval. Um, But yeah, no, it was quite surprising when they came on and you would expect in those conditions for the balls to be swinging around. And I think we saw one that really reversed from Mark Wood. Um, but I guess that the dampness of the the ball on the turf and, and the dampness that was in the air just didn't really, wasn't really conducive for those conditions. Um, but yeah, a really frustrating hour and a half. Um, and I'm not sure, obviously I'm not at the ground, but I'm not sure that Ben Stokes would have been too pleased about having to bowl his spinners. It didn't look massively, massively dark from here. I don't know, you'd be better placed to talk about that, but um, having to bowl your spinners for an hour consecutively when you're trying to take six wickets to, te- to win a test match is not not ideal if you're Ben Stokes. Um, but when when they got that ball changed, they looked actually pretty dangerous, especially Root. Root looked much more dangerous than, than, than Moeen Ali. Um, and I think that's kind of surprising as well that a lot of the fuss was was over how you get Moeen Ali into the side and Moeen Ali coming into the side at all. Um, and then it's Joe Root that did the damage. Um, but yeah, frustrating. I, th- I think... Everyone was kind of ecstatic when that wicket fell, thinking, you know, we're actually going to get through this. We might get a result here. And then for the rain to come down at tea again, it's just really frustrating. But then, we, you know, we weren't expecting any cricket today, right? So to get as much cricket as we did get in, even if some of it was fairly dull test cricket, um, I guess that's a result in itself. Hmm. Yeah, the 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 the, um, the decision from the umpires to say that actually we can't have seam at the moment. From the ground, it didn't look noticeably darker than what it was previous in the day. It was pretty dark throughout play today. Um, it was just quite funny seeing that Joel Wilson was making the decision, a man wearing sunglasses. Um, Jamie asked, have England been too sentimental picking Jimmy this game? He's been brilliant in the last year, but the warning signs were there in the first two tests of this series. That's a really interesting question. Um I think you've got to look at it in the context of them picking the side, right? So so when they realised that they were going to have to play for Seamers because Stokes wasn't going to be able to bowl and that they were going to bat Moeen Ali at three, the choice was then, well, we're not going to play Ollie Robinson. So it's between Anderson and it's between Tung. Um, and I don't think you can have many problems with England making the decision to pick Anderson over Tung. You know, Tung is quick, but he he's not as quick as Mark Wood is. Um, and Mark Wood is in the side for that. You can say that Broad, Wokes, Anderson looks quite a samey attack, but when you've got an Ashes series on the line, do you want your most experienced, your best ever bowler 
or do you want someone who is still relatively unproven he's played he's still only played you know two tests it would be a hell of an ask for tongue to come in and we've seen this pitch is really difficult to bowl on you know australia found it difficult to to bowl on to england exceptionally difficult the seamers found it difficult to bowl on today it was difficult for england yesterday to bowl on as well and if you look at australia's first innings yeah mark wood chris wokes they bowled really well but australia also made a lot of errors um so i, I don't think you can have much of a problem in hindsight jimmy hasn't bowled Badly, I don't think he's bowled without a lot of luck. Um, but yeah, I don't think you can have a massive problem with it. Whether this will be his last test, I guess, I guess we'll have to wait and see that. He hasn't looked the force that he has in the past this summer. And when you're 40, you aren't allowed a bad series anymore because you're always on on the edge of retirement. So it's interesting that now it, the question is to leave Anderson out on form rather than to leave him out purely because you want to get new bowlers into the side and, and get that transition process started. Um, but I don't remember seeing a Jimmy Anderson who's looked this unthreatening in a very long time on a consistent basis. So so it'll be interesting to see where and if he goes from here. Yeah, you're right to talk about the pitch. Um, I think Ponting said on commentary uh, either yesterday or the day before, that actually Australia ending day one on 299 for eight was as bad a day as the, the Zach Crawley day. And I think today we really saw that actually when the when the ball isn't moving in the air, it's very, very difficult for the seamers to really create anything. And, and as you say, even yesterday, England seamers didn't really create that much. It was Mark Wood's kind of raw, pure pace that were creating difficulties for Australia. Otherwise, Australia actually looked reasonably... Untroubled. And, and on Anderson, I, I agree. I, I think he's bowled fine. I've been keeping a pretty close eye on his speeds. So they've not actually dipped as much as you might think. But it's important to, to point out that he's played on the three slowest pitches this series that have all been pretty... Those three pitches he's played on have been pretty flat. Um, but I, but you're also right in saying that I don't think he's looked quite as sharp as, as we're used to seeing. I don't think it's over-sentimentality either from England. I think Stokes is just very loyal to the guys who've been in there with him for a while. I, I totally see why... They picked him. For what it's worth, I actually think he's bowled quite a lot better than Broad has this match. Um, but anyway, we've got to mention Marnus Lavashain. Anyway, he 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 was superb. Scored his his first away Ashes hundred, and I thought um, his his footwork was really proactive and looking to attack the spinners when they were brought on. And we talked yesterday with Mel about how Australia have have looked as if they've been trapped in a rut of negativity. And I thought today they took the game on more and they realised that it wasn't just about digging in and surviving, but scoring at a decent rate. They only trail England by 61 runs with five wickets in hand. So if we get on tomorrow, they don't actually have to bat for very long to make England bat again. And I think it was a, it was a clear message change from what we saw yesterday with Josh Hazelwood literally saying, we're hoping for rain. Actually, the way Labuschagne batted today wasn't that message. It was actually, we're going to take the game on and and and, and play play the situation for what it is and not worry too much about the rain. Um, Katty, you talked about Root earlier. Do you think he's underbowled by Stokes? He, he was the he was by far the most dangerous bowler today. He got rid of Labuschagne, but he also had that chance, dropped it, slip, and he showed off his array of variations. Um, he's not a conventional off spinner. He's, he's quite speculative, but he's also very effective. He, I looked up today, he's got a better average in home test matches than Ashley Giles, uh, yet he doesn't actually bowl that much for England. That's a stat. Um, yeah, I, if you told me yesterday that we'd be sat here having a conversation about a rainy day at Old Trafford and Root was England's most threatening bowler, I don't think I would have believed you. Um, but it is an interesting one because I think most people are fairly in, in agreement that 
Root is a much better bowler than he perhaps himself gives him credit for. And when he was captain, he was pretty reluctant to bowl himself. Maybe that's faith in his own ability. Maybe that's showing trust in the spinners that he was picking in his side. Um, but there's also the other side to it where he did get smacked for a few runs today. You know, he did he did look threatening and he did take some wickets, but only once that ball was changed. Sorry, he took one wicket, but only once that ball was changed. Um, and... You know, you have Moeen Ali in the side, so he's always got that support of not having to be the only spinner. And he occasionally will rattle through in a, a side. We saw it in India when he did that. Um, and we also saw at Edvaston this summer, he was really effective. But he's also going to have days when he is absolutely not going to do that. And those days are going to be much more frequent than they are someone who's a full-time spinner. So you can say that Joe Root is underbold. Maybe he is. But it takes one test match when you're not quite an all-rounder when you go for a load of runs and you actually have no one there to back you up for mm. people to say, oh, well, why haven't you picked a spinner then? So, yeah. you know, I think it's a really interesting one. And a lot of this underbold stuff comes from, as I said, his own captaincy where he wasn't going to bowl himself. Maybe someone like under someone like Stokes, he will bowl himself a little bit more. We've already seen this time, summer that they went into Lords with Root as the only spin option. So maybe that is going to change. We'll wait and see. Yeah, I, I don't think I'd ever be in the camp that Root should be England's lead spinner but I think it's more for situations like this I think they should turn to him quicker than they do I mean like they only really turned to him today because they had to because they weren't allowed to bowl the seamers because he's, he he doesn't have the same sort of shape in the air as a conventional off spinner um, he doesn't look to get quite as much off the pitch it's his variations he thinks like a batter obviously because he averages 15 test cricket but you know he saw his leg spinner today we saw uh, the really old school arm ball that hoops in the air and he's, he's actually quite skillful. And like when nothing is happening, I think he's a pretty good option. And I think England sometimes are probably a little bit too late in, in turning to Root. I think so he's good. also that, that kind of bowler who you don't realise you've not taken him for any runs until he's bowled 10 overs and, and he's, you've not taken him for any runs. So that's quite a quite a skill to be able to sneak up on you like that. And you think you should be able to take him apart, but then you realise when he's on, actually, it's going to be quite easy to get out to him if I try and take him on. And it's quite a luxury to have someone in your side who you can throw the ball to, who by all rights, you shouldn't be able to on a lot of occasions. Um, and that's such a such a luxury to have in your side. And, you know, um, to have someone who did what Root did today when no one else was making the breakthrough, that that's a great, great addition. Mm. Um, unfortunately, the weather forecast for tomorrow is not only not good, but is actually significantly worse than it was 24 hours ago. But Katia, we saw today that uh, weather forecast can be wrong. Everyone said that we wouldn't get on today at all, but we got 30 overs in. Um, have you got a, a favourite or most trusted weather app at the moment? That's question of the day. Um, I like the I like the Met Office weather forecast. You know, call me boring, but the Met Office traditional stick to it. Although it did say that it shouldn't have been raining at tea today, so I was a bit annoyed about that. But the forecast on the Met Office tomorrow is horrific. Um, should dry up around three o'clock, but how much damage will have been done to the surface then? Absolutely doesn't even worth worth thinking about. I've heard AccuWeather's made some quite big gains uh, during this test match, so so that's something to to monitor if there's rain about at the Oval, I guess. Yeah, it's worth saying that the ground staff at uh, Edgebaston, Headingley and here at Old Trafford have been brilliant in, in getting the game on as soon as the rain stops. Even though it was really heavy for quite a long, sustained period of time today, it was only about, it wasn't that much more than an hour from the rain stopping to, to play starting. So if the rain does stop tomorrow, I'm, I'm confident we'll get um, a decent amount of 
play in. Anyway, that is all for today. Thanks, Katia. Here's hoping that the rain doesn't get in the way tomorrow. Sports Social Podcast Network.